Good morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Yeah, we'll talk more about uh, John Lennon today, 40th anniversary, a landmark anniversary of his death. And uh, we, we should mention another death here of a very notable American. Okay. Chuck Yeager passed away at 97. I guess that was, this was yesterday as his second wife passed along the news. But 97 and Chuck Yeager, my first experience with him, with him was I didn't really know who he was or maybe I did. But I remember from the AC Delco spark plug commercials. <laughs> yeah. Back I in the those. 80s. Yeah, I, I remember think. those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, for those that don't know, Chuck, Chuck Yeager was the guy that broke the sound barrier. He now, was the guy. He was the test pilot that broke the sound barrier. You say that. I just want to be clear. <laughs> um, he was caught. He did make restitution and they rebuilt the sound barrier. <laughs> <laughs> but that ticket and the insurance surcharge. Oh my God! For the, he the paid. speeding ticket was exorbitant. Yeah, yeah. it was exorbitant. <clears throat> no, he was uh, he was a, he was a badass uh, of the highest order. Obviously, he was. World War pilot, test pilot, uh, flew just about everything. Like there was a time when if a uh, if a an aeronautics engineering company built a new vehicle, they were like, well, we can't we can't use this thing until Jaeger flies it. Like he's exactly. the guy that has yeah. to fly it. He was the guy that basically put his stamp of approval on anything that flew after World War Two and. It was the first time I had ever heard the word awesome to describe somebody as a kid and thought, yeah, breaking the sound barrier, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, now awesome's thrown around yeah. like, hey, you, yeah. want a, you want a can of soda? Awesome. Yes, I would. <laughs> but no, awesome is supposed to be something that when you look at their achievement, you go, Jesus, that's amazing. That's, that that's, that's something that most people couldn't possibly fathom doing. Right. That's what awesome was. That's what Chuck Yeager was. And uh, no, Yeager Meister was not named after him. Although it should have been it because should have been. it should have been because when you're thinking badass. <laughs> So December 8th, 2020, this is our, uh, our, the 40th anniversary of the, the death of John Lennon. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, cause, because people have very specific memories. We were just listening to some of the audio from the football game. We'll play that this morning, but that three word phrase, an unspeakable tragedy was, was the first time I'd ever heard anybody use that phrase. And I remember watching Monday Night Football and it was as I remembered when I was just listening to Howard Cosell now. I haven't heard that in, God, decades. Yeah, somebody called us and asked, uh, you know, what the score of the game was, and like, so they're like these weird trivial was, things. Who, who was, was playing? And it turns out, and, and now I know why I was watching it because I'm from Boston. I grew up in Boston. It was the Patriots were on Monday Night Football, which didn't happen very often not at that then. time because no. they were not very good back right. then, and uh, and they were playing the Dolphins. It was a you know obviously a big rivalry game, and 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 it was li- literally. And we'll get into it because I will play it for you if you haven't heard it in a while. Um, it is still chilling. Forty years it is, later, yeah, it's still it, chilling to listen to. Give me goosebumps. Um, and 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 the funny thing about it is, um, the Dolphins won in overtime, but nobody cared. Nobody at that point. Once Cosell had delivered the news, nobody was really paying attention to the game, which is kind of why a lot of news organizations don't they don't give you the story right away. They build up to it and build up to it and build up to it because once you've given people the news. They sort of tune out. They tune out yeah. and they, they so, start to apply it to their own personal world. All right. So they obviously somebody missed the field goal at the it end of blocked. the game. It, it was, was it blocked. It wasn't. Yeah, it was blocked. Oh, and then it went into overtime. Yeah. I, yeah. See, I don't remember any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I didn't remember who was playing until I just looked it up now. Yeah. So. yeah Tony Franklin. I'm sorry. John Smith was the uh, was the field goal kicker right. who missed it, who was famous for doing Weedabix commercials. Nice. Have you ever heard of Weedabix? I know. Uh, That's but, why John Smith was the guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So memories. Go for it, bud. Well, obviously, like 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 a lot of people, I just remember that that Monday night game and Howard Cosell and yeah. just the way that he the way that he delivered it, you know, was was 
is pretty stoic. But, um, you know, I, I'm the youngest uh, sibling, and, and as a toddler, you know, listen to the Beatles. I took the Beatles' White Album to first grade show and tell. Nice. Um, but more recently, you know, it took a trip to New York City and, and had a, a pedicab ride through Central Park and ended up in front of the Dakota building. And it was, um, you know, had a picture there and with a, with another a, a group of, of people and, and nobody really understood why I wanted to be there, but I did. And kind of a serene experience and I'll never forget it. And so love the Beatles, love John Lennon. Yeah, very yeah nice. I mean, there you go. That, yeah, I, and it must be, you know, it must be difficult uh, for um, the people that run, you know, the, 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 the real estate or whoever the current owner of the Dakota is. Cause I mean, that's a place always to, people there. There's yeah. always people yeah. there. It's like, you know, it's like walking across Abbey road or going to strawberry yep. fields, all that stuff. Everybody goes there all the time. It's become a, a macabre tourist attraction. Yeah. And so we, I, we'll pop in on the John Lennon thing through the morning, you know, yeah. it's, uh, I mean, certainly, certainly one of the, uh, Mount Rushmore's of our format, right? The yeah, Beatles, well, yeah, you know, it doesn't I mean, get any bigger than the Beatles yeah. right there. I mean, they're, so, they're the measuring stick. When you're the measuring stick, that means you're the greatest. Hey, everybody, it's Deltino. It's time for Camo for Spanish. As a public service and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking time out for Spanish. We've got Mark in North Phoenix checking in this morning to play with us here. What we're going to do, Mark, is give you a Spanish language phrase and then you have to translate it using three English language choices. Are you ready to go? Yeah, ready to go. All right, here comes your Spanish phrase. El dinero no puede comprarte la felicidad, pero te puede comprar una comida feliz. Did you hear that? Oh, can I hear that again? Sure can. El dinero no puede comprarte la felicidad, pero te puede comprar una comida feliz. All right, Mark, that does translate into one of the following. Is it A, I don't have a beer cut, I have a protective covering for my rock hard abs. <laughs> B, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day, but teach a man to fish and you've saved yourself a fish now, haven't you? <laughs> Yep. Or C, money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you a happy meal. Which one is it, Mark? Uh, C. It is C. Congratulations. You have won in Time Out for Spanish. Well done. All right, Mark. All right, thank you. Time Out for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal. So it's also December 8th, and you know, we've been talking about this uh, at various points through the morning here on the Mark and Neander Paul show. Um, I was watching this game when it was happening. Yeah, me too. I was 12 years old. I had just yeah. discovered football. I was playing like Pop Warner football, getting ready to play high school, you know, getting in the junior high, high school area. I would have been 19. Yeah. Yeah, 1980. Yeah. Um, and I was sitting in a an apartment in Brockport, New York. I was in college. My three other roommates and uh, my future wife lived next door to us. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. So this is 1980. And it was uh, uh, it was late in the third quarter. There were, I don't know, 12, 14 seconds uh, left in the third quarter. The Patriots, I mean, the fourth quarter, sorry. Fourth quarter, yeah. The Patriots were getting ready to uh, kick a field goal with their English soccer-style kicker, John Smith. Patriots and the Dolphins. Yeah. And it was a tied game, and uh, and uh, and the Patriots were going to win with three seconds left, and this is what happened. Three seconds remaining. John Smith is on the line, and I don't care what's on the line, Howard. You have got to say what we know in the booth. 
Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game. No matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival. Hard to go back to the game after that news flash, which in duty found we had to take. Frank... Yeah, so that's that's what happened there, you know. And you yeah. imagine you're Frank and Don, and you're sitting in the booth after Howard Cosell delivers that news. Um, so what would happen was uh, uh, the Dolphins would block the field goal attempt. They'd go into overtime. And, of course, um, in football, you know, they, you always hear that, we welcome viewers from so-and-so and so-and-so. They tend to reset the game. Yeah. Howard Cosell then reset the murder of John Lennon a second time. Indeed it is. JBC News has confirmed... That John Lennon, a member of the famed Beatles, may be the best-known member, was shot twice in the back outside of his apartment building in the west side of New York tonight, rushed to the Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival. An unspeakable tragedy, details on Nightline, 30 minutes after the end of this contest. And that's what happened, man. That was, that was yeah. December 8th, 1980. Night, not just hearing Nightline is so weird. I, yeah. I can tell you one thing that I remember from that night. We had gotten into me and my three roommates had gotten into chewing Red Man tobacco. Ugh. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And I remember, like, and I remember hearing that, and I was like, "Why am I chewing this tobacco?" You know, I like I immediately sat up and I was like, I took it out of my mouth and I never, never chewed tobacco again. It was just one of those like your tobacco t- habit may have killed John Lennon. No, no, no. It's just like one of those as if that was a possibility. You were like dismissing it as yeah, if I, I was blaming you. No, I'm just like <laughs> it was just like one of those moments of clarity. I'm like, this is really important. Why do I have tobacco in my mouth while right. I'm listening to it? You sure, know, it's yeah. a stupid thing to be doing. So, and the beginning of that thing is what I what I in, enjoy uh, the most as a broadcaster, and that is the awkward segue that. Frank Gifford has to pass it off to Howard. He's like, I don't care what this game is about. You have to tell everybody what yeah. we know here in the studio. Yeah, and, that, yeah. and that was a, that was, was, you know, that's, that's an awkward thing. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's monumental. Yeah, it, it certainly was. It's, it's one, it, of the, one of the most important sports broadcasts of all time, right up there where Do You Believe in Miracles? Agreed. And yeah. we, we played earlier uh, John Lennon's song, Whatever Gets You Through the Night, which has Elton John guesting, guesting on vocals. And the deal with them was... That Elton John said, if I do this for you, if I play on your song, you're going to come out and do a concert with me. And John Lennon hadn't been on stage in years, and he was kind of frightened of it. Yeah, a little um, stage fright. Yeah, well, how is he going to be received? Exactly. And because he wasn't sure what his status was at that point. Yeah. Does and anybody so, still care about me? And that's it. Look, fragile egos in the yeah. music industry. So the song goes to number one, yep. and he agrees to come out on stage with Elton John at Madison Square Garden in 1974. And he does, and, and you know, the crowd goes nuts. Rich emailed us this morning. He said, Elton John played the Garden for two nights yeah. in 1974. Uh-huh. I went the first night. John Lennon played with him the second night. Yeah, he says, my college roommate went to the second night. He said, when Lennon came out on stage, the place went crazy, was literally shaking sure. from the crowd reaction. Yeah. So I, I have another one of those. I have one of those stories myself, too, but I'll tell it another time where I went to the show on the wrong night because something huge happened the second night. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same kind of deal. I don't know that I have uh, I don't know that I have one of those stories. I'd have to think about it. But yeah. we commemorate the 40th anniversary of the uh, the taking of John Lennon from us. It's
it's time for the Mark and Andrew Paul Dumbass of the Day. So, Texas is one of the places, you know, we'll do two stories for you, two for Tuesday. And Texas is one of the places where COVID has spiked again. And many public officials have urged vigilance from the citizenry, like Steve Adler, mayor of Austin, Texas. No, not the drummer for Guns N' Roses. I was going to say, there's a guy that has gone on to great success (laughs) after being so screwed up. He was thrown out of Guns N' Roses. So, Steve is known for his nightly live stream on Facebook. And on November 9th, he took to Facebook to advise all citizens of Austin to remain diligent in the fight against coronavirus. Steve told the citizens of Austin, you need to stay home if you can. This is no time to relax. We may have to close things down if we're not careful. What Steve didn't mention was that this particular live stream was coming from Cabo San Lucas, where, where, where he was vacationing with his family. Um, this was before the travel ban that they've instituted, but kind of like Governor Governor Ducey telling us to wear the masks, wear the masks, sure, wear yeah. the masks, and then not wearing a mask when he goes to political functions. Well, you know, Stephen Adler, notoriously irresponsible. In Guns and Roses. In Guns and Roses, yeah. yes. And now in Austin, Texas also. And we'll mention this one, a quickie here, because it happened just up the road. I-17, right near Cordes Junction. Cordes Junction, the town many Arizonans can't drive past without reflexively asking everybody in the car, does anybody have to pee? Yeah, yeah. Cordes Junction, where people from Apache, Apache Junction go, ha-ha, at least we're not in Cordes Junction. Yes, Cordes Junction is to northern Arizona travel. What Yuma is to San Diego travel. <laughs> so we'll just quickly mention 39-year-old Crystal Briley from Ohio, who was driving through this area last week. Because that's what you do in Cordes Junction. You drive through. And she was seen speeding by Yavapai County Sheriff's deputies as well as... Swerving out of her lane, Crystal was pulled over, seemed a bit nervous, and you would be too. If you were smuggling... 8,000 fentanyl pills, wow. 4 pounds of cocaine, <laughs> and 280 pounds of marijuana. See, I, I was just throwing a dart there, man. I had no oh, idea no, she was smuggling. Like, for the record, yeah. just in case anybody wonders, I do not see the yeah. Mark and Interpol dumbass of the day story before Mark reads it. So yeah. my reactions are completely unrehearsed in any yeah. way whatsoever. That was a hell of a stab in the dark for me. Yeah, she had a lot of stuff with her. A lot of drugs there. Yeah. Jesus. So Crystal was pulled over. So she and Steve. Is her ma- name Crystal? Yes, it is. Perfect. Yeah, Crystal Meth. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And what a Crystal Meth she found herself in. Yep. So Crystal and Steve will both be the Mark and Neanderthal dumbasses of the day. I think those were two beautiful stories you just told. We're sponsored by Chandler Harley Davidson. Wow. You can find them at ChandlerHarley.com. Today's 40 years since John Lennon was murdered. I was 12 years old um, and just sort of finding my way musically. I mean, I'd, I, I my, my first concert was actually Beatlemania. I was nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aldo Nova played George Harrison. And I saw it at the Colonial Theater in Boston. And I, you know, I went through it like everybody else. Look, if you love music, you probably went through a Beatles phase. Oh, God, I'm still going through it. Right. So yeah. you're well aware, well aware of who the Beatles were. But then there I am watching Monday Night Football. Uh, and because I lived in Boston, the Patriots, a rare occasion that they were on Monday Night Football. I'm watching the Patriots yeah. and the Dolphins. There's three seconds left in the game. And, uh, and they're lining up for a field goal. And then Howard Cosell tells us that John Lennon has, has been killed. An unspeakable tragedy. Details on Nightline 30 minutes after the end of this contest. 
and, and it was like it, it was weird because and then after that, Ted Koppel was on Nightline talking about and here we have some video from outside and it, for the purposes of this uh, impression, Ted Koppel will be played by the voice of Wolf Blitzer. There you go. Um, and and he and he was talking about it, and they showed the video, and then of course it was the first time they'd ever stopped the frame of a video as a man was being shot on live television, that kind of a deal, and the whole thing was just sort of surreal. Yeah. And 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 it was the second time I had ever heard of a famous person being shot. So, uh, and the first one was Anwar Sadat, who go. was the president of Egypt, who was assassinated, I think, in 1978, 79. So, um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I think um, it was around there. Yeah, like Sean and Tempe wrote us this morning. Goes, you know, it was on the morning of December 9th that I heard about the murder of John Lennon because right. it would have been. It was about ten o'clock East Coast time. Uh, Sean, Sean just wasn't watching the news that night. Obviously, yeah, he wasn't yeah. watching TV. So yeah. he said, he "Heard about the murder of John Lennon the night before, uh, or I heard about it on December 9th. My father was driving me to Trevor Brown High School. Nice. As I missed the bus that morning, I was a fourteen-year-old freshman. We heard about the murder on the news on the radio. After the news, we heard the feedback of "I feel fine." By the Beatles. Along we should with, play that. Yeah, that's, it's a great song. Yeah, we'll play that in a couple minutes. Along with the rest of the song. And it's a John Lennon lead vocal, I think, for yeah, the I most think so. part. Yeah. yeah. Um, to this day, when I hear I Feel Fine, it reminds me of that very morning. So yeah. we all have our our callbacks to things. You know, it's interesting. Um, I went digging a little bit yesterday, and I found um, this is Ringo. Uh, being interviewed, but you'll recognize the interviewer, actually. You'll recognize her voice. This is about six months after John Lennon was killed, and they asked him about the last time he had seen him, which was only about three weeks prior. Tell us about the, the good time. When did you see him last, and what was it I like? I saw him on the 15th of November, and I hadn't seen him for a while because, it, you know, we see each other wherever we are, and he came over with Yoko, and we had such a great time because they stayed five hours. And it didn't matter it was a year between we didn't see each other. It was always fine when we did, but it was a particularly great time that we that I had anyway. You know, it's a common misconception that the Beatles hated each other. No, they, they just they, were they, sick of each other. Yeah, that's, they just, that's they all. just couldn't. They were, t- yeah. they were tired of working together. And there was, you know, a lot of people, including all living members at the time, believed that they would have eventually reunited. Um, they didn't hate each other. Right. They were. They were just. It was too much. Too soon. Uh, the the struggles of fame weighed on their shoulders a little too much, and they they said some things they later regretted and all that stuff. And yeah. And that's the suck part is they did hang out a lot after they broke up. And there were a couple of aborted reunions. Actually, it was just you know lawyers and things like that going back and forth. If you read a book called "You Never Give Me Your Money," right. It's a fascinating look at all that stuff. But. Um, Amazing stuff. You know, 40 years ago, it's kind of hard to think that time has gone by that quickly. But, uh, you know, by the way, if you have uh, stories and so forth and things like that of where you were that night, how you heard about it and all that, most of us were watching Monday Night Football. That's, yeah. uh, that's the overriding memory of most people. Yep, I remember that. All right, then. Oh, it's Corona. Coronavirus. Worse than music from Billy Ray Cyrus. And so because the coronavirus consists of continuing disease, making its way around the world, spanning the globe, the thrill of infection, the agony of your feet. All we know is that it's time for the coronavirus update. With With jokes. jokes. Of course. Now, one item you should know is that the 2021 Fiesta Bowl will be played... Here in Arizona, as usual, at State Farm Stadium. No fans, though. They are allowing no fans into the game, which is terrible. Uh, but you got to do what you got to do. You know, they haven't made decisions yet on the Phoenix Open. 
Barrett Jackson Auto Auction. We're into some big money events right now. I would think so. Yeah, the economy's taking a yeah. beating over this. So awful. Hey, what concert costs forty-five cents? No. What concert costs forty-five cents? Oh, that's a uh, Fifty Cent featuring Nickelback. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, I concur. All right, the answer to the trivia question is Margaret Keenan. Really? Okay, Margaret Keenan. Margaret Keenan is the answer to the eventual Jeopardy question, who was the first person on Earth vaccinated against COVID-19? Margaret Keenan. Margaret Keenan, 91 years of age, from England. All right. Got herself vaccinated this morning as the UK kicked off the push to end the pandemic because with come with an anti-vaccine comes eventual immunity. Yes. We hope. She doesn't look a day over 89 though. Yeah, yeah. But uh, good for her. So she got the uh she got the vaccine and said, "Ow, that bloody hurt." <laughs> like a mofo. Yes. I'd rather not do that again if <laughs> if possible. And so we were talking about Elliot Page a couple days ago and how Mark and I, being men of a certain age, were a little confused by the whole LGBTQ movement. Yeah, I mean, different facets of it. I mean, we understand much of it, but some some of it is new to us. Completely accepting, but understanding that there may be a marketing opportunity there to make it a little bit easier to consume and embrace. Tell me about this. Well, LGBTQ is a weird acronym, right? It's like lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, and questioning. It's hard to keep track of. It's hard to get the letters in the correct Right. Well, in the spirit of making an anagram more memorable, okay. I've decided we should change it to GQBLT. It sounds like a special at a fantastically dressed restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She agrees. <laughs> So in Taiwan, a man has been fined $3,500 for breaking quarantine for eight seconds. Wow. They're serious. That's like lawyer money right there is what that is. They are serious about stuff over there. Eight seconds. Uh, The guy's quarantining in a hotel for two weeks. Security cameras caught him getting a breath of air in the hallway, just stepping out outside his door for eight seconds. That is the most exorbitant hotel bill Ever. Yep. I'm glad he left his card down there for incidentals, as in breathing. I thought the minibar was expensive. Wow. So a woman goes to the optician for her annual eye test, and the optician puts a contraption on her face and says, Okay, what do you see? And the woman's got this thing on her face. She goes, I see empty airports. I see empty football stadiums. I see closed theaters, closed pubs. I see closed restaurants. And the doctor says, Oh, that's perfect. You've got 2020 vision. And that is your Mark and Neanderthal coronavirus update with jokes. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. They're illegal. With a free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. 
And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey, dude, shoes here. Is there anything better than going home for the holidays? Of course not. Well, that's exactly how your toes feel after slipping on a pair of Hey Dude shoes. Hey Dude makes the lightest, comfiest, and coziest shoes out there. They make each step as holly and jolly as can be. So, give the gift of comfy this holiday season. Welcome home for the holidays, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to.